Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. If you've been following the House Call Doctor podcast, you know that for the past few weeks, I've been talking about a hot button issue in the primary care profession, doctor lateness. We touched on why doctors are always late, and then the five reasons that they schedule patients so close together each day, hence causing their own lateness. Be sure to check out my previous episode, number 178, Why Is My Doctor Always Late? And number 179, Why Can't My Doctor Spend More Time With Me? Today, we're actually going to look for some solutions to this pervasive problem. Obviously, we can't fix the primary care profession in one episode, but we can isolate some simple steps that both doctors and patients can take to alleviate this cycle of lateness and frustration. But before I go on, just a short word from our sponsor that makes this podcast possible. Do you want to save more, invest for the future, but you don't have time to be a full-on investor? Well, Betterman.com helps you build a customized low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterman delivers bigger gains than you likely get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading. And their fees are the lowest in the industry. So by doing less, you actually get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com slash offers, where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. So back to our podcast, what we can't change about the primary care system. Firstly, it's important to understand that there are global systemic issues that are out of our control. You and I cannot fix the system on our own, but we can write to our government officials to plea for this change. Until primary care doctors are being reimbursed for quality of care instead of quantity of care, and until we can recruit more medical students to choose primary care to reverse the shortage of doctors, it's largely out of our hands. But I still urge you to do that because that gets to the heart of the problem. The good news is, though, that the Obama administration did recently release a statement that their goal is to change the Medicare reimbursement system just to do that. But we shall see how that pans out and if insurance companies will follow suit. It would certainly be great, but I'm not holding my breath. In the meantime, there are some factors that we actually do have control over. Here are seven things that you as a patient can do in order to diminish wait times at the doctor's office. Tip number one, book the first appointment. Your doctor will have less likelihood of running late if you schedule your appointment for the very first slot in the morning or afternoon. Interruptions, as those presented in the episode, Why Is My Doctor Always Late?, are still possible at any time during the clinic hours, but are less likely around those first appointments. Tip number two, ask when to ideally arrive. When you call to schedule your appointment, ask the scheduler to give you a time frame on when to ideally arrive and if it's necessary to arrive earlier. Do this especially if you're a new patient or you've had any recent changes to your insurance plan, which both require extra processing times. Tip number three, call ahead. If time is of the essence, as it is for many of us, call the doctor's office ahead of time on the day of your appointment to check to see how late the doctor is running. Of course, as we've learned, things may change between when you call and when you actually arrive. The doctor will most likely have at least several patients during that time period who can potentially set him or her back. But 
By calling in advance, you can at least gauge how late your doctor is running and plan your arrival accordingly. Just remember, this approach runs the risk of missing your own appointment. If your doctor actually catches up on the schedule and is on time by the time your appointment slot rolls around, you may be out of luck. Tip number four. Provide an accurate list of symptoms to the scheduler. This is very important. When you schedule your appointment, be sure to list all of the reasons for the visit, preferably in order of preference. Be specific. So say, for instance, I need to see the doctor about my headaches, and I need refills of my medications, and I have a work wellness form that needs to be completed by the doctor. That way, if the clinic has the luxury to vary the amount of time your concerns require, they can accommodate you. But even if they don't have that luxury, it will give your doctor a heads up on how to manage the time that she has with you during your visit from the get-go, rather than scrambling at the end. Imagine you tell the scheduler that you're there for a headache. The doctor sees this and thinks this only requires 20 minutes of time. Then when the visit is wrapping up, you mention the refills on the form. Well, the doctor will now run late into the next appointment, contributing to the vicious cycle. Tip number five, confirm or modify the reasons for your visit when you arrive. After arriving for your appointment, reiterate. Or if your reasons for the visits have changed since you made the appointment, be sure to modify the list of reasons for your visit at the very beginning of your visit. Again, this is to ensure that the doctor has enough time to address all of your concerns. Tip number six, keep the itinerary to a minimum. Remember, for a 20-minute visit, your doctor likely has only 15 minutes to spend discussing your needs and five minutes to document in order to avoid running late for the next patient. That's just the reality. Your doctor will need to take a detailed history for each complaint you present, do an exam, order tests, write the prescriptions, and document your entire visit in that short time span. This is why it's best to keep your concerns to one or two per visit. However, if you have a constellation of symptoms and you're uncertain if they are correlating, then that's a different story. Of course, you will need to reveal everything so that your doctor has a clearer overall picture that goes without saying. And tip number seven, use technology to the max. If your doctor offers patients the opportunity to communicate over a secured patient portal, I strongly recommend that you learn how to use it. If your doctor offers you the chance to complete forms online before you visit, find out how to do this in order to save time while you're at the office. These are seven easy tips to help you spend less time at the doctor's office and more time doing what you'd rather be doing. Incidentally, these tips will also help your doctor stay on track and curb the constant lateness. But patients aren't the only ones who can take steps to improve the situation. There are things that doctors can do to benefit their patients and save everyone time and frustrations as well. Check out my six tips for doctors. Here they are. The six things that doctors and staff can do to improve patient satisfaction. As providers and staff, we have many restrictions placed upon us that create this cycle of lateness and hurry. You can read about all of these in the episode, Why Is My Doctor Always Late? However, that does not mean that we can't improve our customer service skills and do our part to streamline the process for our patients. Here are the six ways that doctors and clinic staff can help. Tip number one, keep the chit-chat to a minimum. 
don't get me wrong. Small talk is a crucial part of the doctor-patient process. It establishes a report and makes discussing potentially embarrassing or worrisome medical issues easier. However, I have seen staff and doctors spend tons of valuable time chatting with patients while other patients sit in the waiting room watching the clock tick. It's a fine line between cordial small talk that lessens the intimidation of a doctor's visit and excessive chatter that further delays the schedule. It's a doctor's responsibility to really know the difference. Tip number two, ask each patient for a thorough list of concerns. Once the patient arrives, it's vital to obtain and confirm a thorough list of reasons for the visit. This process involves the front desk staff and the medical assistant. Tip number three, apologize. Common courtesy goes a long way. I find that most patients are forgiving for my tardiness, especially when I make it a priority to apologize and make it clear that I value their valuable time. Tip number four, check in on waiting patients. If the doctor is running late, the medical assistant or another staff member should provide ongoing feedback to the patients waiting. Attempt to give them some estimate of the schedule as it stands and how many other patients are before them. That way they don't feel as though they are forgotten and they understand that we value their time. Tip number five, offer a beverage or snack. Offering a beverage, snack, or water while patients wait can also help ease the anxiety and build goodwill. Tip number six, provide entertainment. This is especially vital for the children in the waiting areas. Running late for adult patients is one thing, but for those who have to bring kids to the doctor's office or for the pediatric patients themselves, a TV or a cartoon DVD can be a lifesaver. It may not hurt to include a separate TV geared towards the parents and other adults as well. And there you have it, six things that doctors and staff can do to improve patient satisfaction. In addition to seven tips that we can actually change about the primary care system now. Do you have any other suggestions for doctors or patients? I would love to hear them. Be sure to post them in the comments below or on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages. You can even find me on Pinterest. If you have any future topic suggestions, you can email them to me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. Hope you have a super healthy week. Betterment LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC-registered broker, dealer, and member of the FINRA slash SIPC. Investments are not FDIC-insured. No bank guarantee. May lose value. Investing in securities involves risks, and there's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment objectives and Betterment's charges and expenses. Not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy or sell securities in jurisdictions where Betterment and Betterment Securities are not registered.